0: I think as human beings, that's like ultimately what we want in our relationships is to be able to fully express ourselves and know that our expression was received, you know, and then if both people are able to do that, you know that it's a real connection and a real change of like our beings.
1: Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, my name is Gina Cavalier, and this is a Liberated Healer Podcast. And today we meet Shane Rilling of the World Peace Tribe, and he's a thought leader, a world bridger, a teacher, a healer, a musician, and a visionary. He's become a master of flow state, human transformation, and life force energy through his 33 years of study and practice. He's also the founder and CEO, as I said, of the World Peace Tribe School of the Peaceful Ninja, the Peace Circle Center for World Peace in Nicaragua. He's currently in Bali, which is really beautiful. It's eight o'clock in the morning and it's nighttime here. So welcome, Shine. How are you?
0: Hey, Gina. I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, when it, I know you're all about flow and, you know, you've done all kinds of amazing stuff. I watch some of your music videos. Like, tell me what mm. led you on this journey and what you're kind of... Messages right now,
2: what your passions are leaning into? Yeah. Well, hello, (laughs) Yeah, I think
0: I guess I guess all little kids kind of like that feeling, you know, being emotion in motion, like going on a swing or running fast, or and that just kind of presence, that pure presence that we can get in in our body on this planet when we get going and we get into motion and whether and that can be in a lot of different things whether that's doing art or a sport or podcast whatever it is you know and we just (laughs) feel the greater energy coming through us effortlessly and we kind of lose ourselves and just get to feel source creating and I think I really got into flow I started skateboarding when I was kind of young my uncle gave me a skateboard and I really liked that and uh but I think a really big changing point in my life was when I started surfing because I had been playing like organized sports and doing school and I was pretty successful in those things and I had like a lot of support but also a lot of pressure, you know, around getting grades and winning games and stuff. And when I was, I started surfing, I had a friend move to our neighborhood. He was from Hawaii and his parents started taking me in. There was something about being in the ocean And I didn't really have any support. Like my parents didn't watch me surf and I didn't have uh, even really that many friends that surfed. And it was just kind of me alone with the ocean. But there was something in that feeling of being out there and having this thing be so much more powerful than me and just learning how to, to read the ocean and that feeling of riding a wave where this other force is just pushing you. And really having to tune into how it's changing and how I can flow with it. There was something so fulfilling about that, even though, like, <clears throat> no one cared, no one else in the, seemed to care about it. And uh, I wasn't getting any sort of reward, but it felt more fulfilling than all these other things I was doing in my life. And uh, yeah, that really like changed. Yeah. And it also kind of helped me see through something that it's like a human being, we can put a lot of meaning on things through our our thoughts and our, what we deem as valuable but here was this thing that like there wasn't any external like value being put on it but the fulfillment was something really deep and I felt that you know even at that young age I'm like wow there's something here that feels more real than all this other stuff and um, so yeah that really was a guiding force of my life I started surfing and I started like following that and which eventually led me to start Traveling to a lot of other countries and uh, surfing and learning from all these other cultures, which really fed into a lot of the other things that I've done in my life.
1: Were you, uh, yeah? I mean, I had an ex that was an avid surfer his whole life, and he used to tell me he's going to, when he was going to go surfing. He's like, "I'm going to go to church." <laughs> it was yeah. his church. And mm-hmm. as I teach a lot of in in the Liberated Healers teaching, we always talk about, you know. Some of the meditative stuff practices we do is almost to mimic what happens to your body in something like the ocean, which is it automatically grounds yourself to the and you know, in, in a way and it cleanses everything around you and your aura and you just feel refreshed, mm-hmm. nude. And when we're sitting in the middle of a city, you know, we're trying to sometimes still feel that way. But yeah, the ocean is very cleansing and magical and it's a vibration all its own and it's neat how it kind of took you so that was sort of the big you know journey for you where you were like i, I oh i want to kind of always have this feeling or you transformed into going into these different countries like bali and and stuff
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think
0: in some ways like I mean, surfing and being in the ocean was like the most flow that I felt, you know, because there's just something <clears throat> really, really mystical and powerful about this wave of energy moving through the water and somehow aligning ourselves to ride with it. But I, I really was tuning into all, all these other things that could help me feel that state of connection and flow. And wow. definitely music was like a huge one. And that's also been a big part of my life, and uh, I think a lot of other forms of movement, which you know, I eventually, just kind of uh, by chance, created this practice called peace sticks, which is a it's a game where you throw these two sticks back and forth, and it, it can be more than two sticks, but it's really about flow, and it's all about throwing it in the way that helps your partner catch it, and they throw it back to you, and you've got these two sticks going, and because it really requires your full focus, you know, your left and right hand and left and right side of your brain and your your eyes and your reflexes. And this ability to read another energy. You're like reading this other person just like you do in martial arts or dance, which I think brings me and other people into a flow state when it's like you've gotta be so present to connect and flow with this other force. And
1: I love that. You have yeah, be- it it makes you you can't be thinking about a bunch of other things, um. Yeah, I definitely would love to get some of those. <laughs> yeah, I I just saw that. What a great simple, but like, say for example, if you're having a conflict with a uh, somebody in your life, like if you could start doing that in the beginning, it, it would bring you more present to like, so mm-hmm. you're all there to communicate. And, yeah, and it would kind of force that, those two people to kinda come together, work together, even if they had some conflicts. Like, you know, they should do that on stages at like political things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it.
0: It's a very real it's neat because, you know, with our words, we can we can be deceptive or we can only tell part of the truth. But when you're throwing a stick, it's like this is it's a real thing. It's real energy. And you instantly feel how you throw it and they feel like what you put into it and so if you're when you start giving your best and you use your whole body and you you telegraph with your motion how you're going to throw it and you throw it right to them and they can feel that you're giving your best and it makes it easy for them to catch it and they naturally want to do the same and it's a very like rapid way to tune how we give and receive energy because if you're not giving your best or you're throwing it in a way that doesn't work for that person you'll see it right away. You know, it'll be too hard and they'll have to back up or it'll be too soft and they can't get it. Where with our words, you know, we don't always know how much we're being received or even how much of our full expression is in it. And I think as human beings, that's like ultimately what we want in our relationships is to be able to fully express ourselves and know that our expression was received. You know, and then if both people are able to do that, You know that it's a real connection and a real change of like our beings. And I think that that is even, you know, we're all going to go through our emotions. And sometimes we get frustrated or angry at another person or we react to something. But that in itself doesn't have to be bad. It's like as long as we can find a way to still feel each other and understand and have some empathy and find our flow, you know, even through whatever emotions and uh, situations we're going through to maintain that connection or regain the connection, something about that is really fulfilling. And I think, you know, because we all go through the emotions, we all understand like everyone else is going to go through that. And ultimately we just want to maintain the connection or strengthen the connection.
1: And I want to, you know, you've traveled over 13 years to many countries and you've studied five languages you studied with masters and elders and Qigong and you've done this for a lot. Of, you know, you also were in biology and things like that and energy mm-hmm. healing, sound therapy. And um, you kind of there was something that started with an experience in Ohio with your some Polish elders that did a ceremony on your younger sister. Is there any way you can kind of under, give us some insight into how that transformed you into this world?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it
0: was a very, like, life-changing experience. I was a senior in college, and I was uh, majoring in biology. I was, like, an honors student, top of my class, and I had minors in psychology, philosophy, and Spanish. And I was very interested in animal behavior and kind of how human beings could reconnect with animals and uh, kind of make some peace on our planet because I felt there had been so much separation. But I was also, you know, really just kind of into like, I was studying a lot and very much in the 3D. And so anyhow, I came home for a weekend to Ohio, where I'm where I'm from. I was in school in San Diego. And my sister had been uh, extremely sick for like maybe almost a year. And they thought she had mono, but she never tested positive. But she was just, you know, sleeping most of the time. She had dropped out of high school and... Some friends of my mom's had recommended that we go see these uh, healing brothers. And they were at staying at a place called the Ojai Foundation, which is actually a pretty, it's in some ways a world-renowned spiritual center where a lot of different teachers and masters have gone. But so I went with them and we walk up and these two guys, like they really looked like wizards. You know, they're the old men <laughs> with white hair and long beards and they had these deep accents and hello how are you <laughs> My ter- really like your stereotypical wizard like you see on tv and so anyhow we we go into this yurt and sit down with them and uh they basically just took i don't know an hour or more just describing like what they did and how they lived and um you know everything was very very common sense and based in nature they just started describing like okay You know, everything is energy and as a human being, your energy and you have ways of cultivating energy through your breath and through the sunlight and the food you eat and the thoughts you think. And when you cultivate energy, you can then use that energy to heal yourself or transfer to heal other people. And so they kind of told us about their lifestyle and how they wake up at four in the morning and do these breathing exercises and meditation and how they just ate like uh sprouted seeds and they do sun gazing and yeah. uh, they and they said that basically they were in Poland during the Nazi occupation and they said there was so much darkness and just like so much fear and oppression that they just started looking like to all these other like world cultures and ancient lineages to see what they could learn to develop themselves, to kind of like survive through this really heavy situation. And so they had studied things from yoga and Qigong and Taoism. And uh, so, yeah, after the, and as they were explaining and saying all these things, everything was really resonating as true. It was like things that I, instantly knew were true and they were all very simple but I'd never heard it explained in such a beautiful way or like that these were the important things in life so then they did an energy reading on my sister one of the brothers would just put his hand like next to her body by the vital organs like her lungs and her heart and he would get, say you know like left long low energy right <laughs> low energy and the other brother was like writing everything down and Then they said, okay, we're going to do like a meditation and transfer energy to her. So they asked us to meditate with them. And uh, I think one of the, both of them, my sister lay like on a table and they would just put their hands close to her and kind of channel energy through her body. And so we did that with them. And then they said, you know, that she might uh, sleep a lot afterwards and they also gave us a book list with maybe like 20 or 30 books that they said these were like some of the top books that they had learned from and developed their healing abilities and lifestyle. So we went home and uh yeah, my sister slept like the whole next day. And then that was really the turning point. She started getting better and she had been sick for like almost a year. And then she was doing other things with vitamins and other nutrition, but that was it. She started getting better, and I went back to San Diego, and I actually had this very I had a profound experience, which was, I think, the next night I was with some friends, and we were smoking uh, ganja, you know, which was illegal then, but it's not.
2: It's
0: not <laughs> <legal>. <laughs> so we smoked some ganja out of a bong, and I started telling my friend about my life, and I was like kind of going backwards in time I said you know here I am and then this and I started getting to when I was like a little kid and a baby and then I had a moment where I was like uh hold on a second I just went like this and I could feel my energy kind of move and come out of like the back of my head yeah and raise up and it was the first time that I had really had like an out-of-body energy experience where I actually saw my spirit kind of like as light energy traveling through the universe and i could see that this lifetime was just like a little blip in it and i could feel like wow this is like what i am and i saw some other like things in my life and uh, yeah then i i came back into my body and uh the next day i noticed that i was like extremely sensitive to energy actually i went surfing and i could feel like the energy of the waves from really far away Yeah, And I'm walking on the boardwalk in San Diego and I could just like sense people's energy from a distance. And uh, so I think something about doing that meditation with them activated something in me that that then came through this other day. But anyhow, then I, I graduated college and then I started traveling and I had this book list that they'd given me and I started ordering all these books. And so as I was traveling to all these other countries, I was like, practicing on my own qigong and taoism and learning about breathing exercises and meditation and i really had this special period in my life where for the first time i wasn't reading all the textbooks that i had to for school i was reading these other books that really seemed like essential life information that every human should understand their breath and the food and how you can use food as medicine and just stretching and energy points just to understand our own body and how we're made and how we can help ourselves. So yeah, I was traveling and like learning other languages and surfing and learning from all these cultures and practicing from these books. And it was really a special, special time in my life to kind of expand my my consciousness. And
1: It feels that. good when you have that first, it almost feels like euphoric yeah i you know my first real big energy transformation was in sedona an indian did a healing on me and uh you know you'll never forget that one moment where you're just you really understand that deeply that how beautiful our soul is how expansive we are and it's boom you know and then you're almost like a different person and you can't help it you have to Create in, in little paths like I've created my little path you know to bring the world together and people about this anything that is positive content and you mm-hmm. your little world you built your world uh, now you're creating music and you know bringing people together so can you tell me a little bit about like your programs or how does it work or what are you guys working on
2: mm. yeah
0: well <laughs> Excuse me. with the practice of peace sticks so that came through a little while after i had started this traveling and learning that i was with my brother one day on a hike with my dog and we just picked up these sticks and we were actually had eaten some psilocybin mushrooms and <laughs> on this on a hike in this old growth forest and my brother and i picked up sticks and we started throwing them back and forth and we just went into this very very deep flow state and We'd been you know, playing sports and surfing together like our whole lives. So we really knew how to pass energy with each other. But this was something very like powerful. And we finished and we're like, wow, what was that? You know, like, what did we just do? Because we had just gone into like such a zone. And it was interesting that I was with my dog because I grew up with a German Shepherd and then Rottweilers. And I was like very, very close with them. I played a lot of games and could communicate with them. And that was kind of my inspiration even to major in biology. But through all these stick games that I played with my dogs, they're very much about presence and like reaction time. And uh, in some way it felt like it transferred to the humans when my brother and I did this. And so from that point I started like finding sticks and I'd ask people to throw the sticks with me. And as it evolved, I got these visions on a vision quest to call it peace sticks and do these teachings of inner peace, outer peace, world peace. And the more I played it, the more I just started to learn about how it worked and how it brought me into this flow state of moving meditation. And also the art form of playing it kept developing where it was like a martial art that kept evolving. We started using more sticks and throwing them behind our back. And at a certain point, I got a vision to start teaching it. So I started teaching it like for free in this park. And from there, we started getting invited to do the teachings at a lot of different places like uh, conscious festivals and yoga festivals. And as we started teaching it, it developed into this uh, world peace ceremony. So we'd go through these different phases of like passing a talking stick and breathing together and doing things in a circle, like really all of these kind of tribal practices to help a group of people come into like that one mind coherence rather than the separation of our egos and
1: and who, yeah. who paints on these sticks because they're beautifully painted
0: yeah well a little bit further down i I painted some of the first ones and we painted some yeah. of the ohio
1: they've got all kinds of like tigers and pandas and yeah yeah and they're just beautifully done and you have like you know packages that have the packs along with the CDs and bracelets and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of probably goes to your cause and and
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess a few years into that journey, I went to Nicaragua on a surf trip and found this little town and this place that I really fell in love with and uh just like very roots local people and we ended up buying A small piece of land there and starting a peace center and started to make peace sticks with the local children and people and yeah we've been doing that for about i guess eight or nine years and just turned into this very very special project where really like people of all ages from like you know the grandmas the adults and a lot of kids and even like the babies would all come and make the sticks by hand harvesting these sticks from the forest using machete to pull the clear the bark off and sand them and then paint them and we paint them with all different animals and symbols of peace and really forming this kind of like really grassroots business paying the local people and doing a free food program and then bringing those sticks to california we doing our teachings and yeah just this really neat cycle where we're kind of able to bridge these worlds of the uh, people in Nicaragua, and you know sometimes I was doing mm-hmm. teachings at a rehab center is like I was working at a place called Passages, which is like the number one of the top rehab centers in the world, yeah. so I'm teaching you know like <clears throat> people with a lot of money in Malibu, and they' they're holding the stick, and I tell the kids in Nicaragua like, you know you've never left this little town but this stick you made is in california in this like city <laughs> and and like there's these connections being made
1: oh yeah that's wonderful
0: yeah so that's been a really like neat part of it and you know a lot of this i had no foresight of i never thought i would invent this practice or that it would be such a big part of my life yeah but it's been really special and taking me on a lot of neat journeys and now i've been making sticks. And we made some in the Amazon last year in Peru. And now we started making sticks in Bali and other islands in Indonesia. So it's something, it's pretty neat because I can kind of go anywhere in the world with a pair of sticks and talk to someone who's got a machete and be like, "Do you want to make some sticks? And a lot of times (laughs) it really benefits the local people to have an income and they get to put their symbols or art from their people and their culture. And so it's it's a very neat way to kind of build this world peace tribe where we're getting the culture and the energy and the handmade art from different people around the world and sharing it and sharing the symbols of peace. So.
1: Yeah. And you know that it's actually really from the, those children and from that, you know what I mean? You know, you mm-hmm. know the authenticity of it and the energy behind it and that it is bringing people around the world together. And I, I love that, you know, and. It's it's really beautiful, and I like to also say I know. Just in general, with with the healing practices and information that I work on and work with, a lot of times, it's whenever I go to a, like a class or anything like that, no matter where it is, it it always seems like it's ninety percent women, and you know maybe a few men or whatever. Mm. So I always say you know that when a male gets into this work and fully surrounds it and uplifts everyone, it, it really does help balance what we mm-hmm. need in the world right now. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's because females are, are you know, like to communicate like in a deeper way or more or need it because mm-hmm. of our DNA <laughs> or whatever. But when I see when I see male energy really supporting mm-hmm. this level of of authenticity and and energy in in a a whole beautiful light it really does i think elevate all of us so i just always encourage that because i always inviting more men to our practices and and Mm. that and maybe you know you know just reminding them that you know your partner you know that it's okay to get in and have maybe be a little vulnerable or to join in on this i just think that I mean, cause forever and almost every class I go into, I'm seeing more and more men in yoga and things like that, but almost mm-hmm. when I do any type of my energy classes, it's, you know, we'll have like sometimes like 50 women and like two guys, you know, Wow. So, you know, maybe that's California or Montana or wherever I'm kind of at locally. But I, I, so I always just honor that. Cause I love to bring more men into the conversation and circle. And so every time a male, you know, really is doing this, I like to mention because it's like, come and join the party. We need you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's,
0: That's an interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're in such a huge transition on the planet where it's like, you know, we're seeing this old paradigm, which in some ways is just like the complete opposite of some of these revelations or mystical experiences that we're having in all of the extrasensory experiences that you know we've been told they're not true and so yeah it's a very big like shift happening and it requires I think a lot of like bravery to go to choose that path you know even like in my life I definitely experienced, I think, a lot of people kind of questioning or judging the path that I was taking because I was going to go and get a PhD in biology and like follow this more traditional path. And I chose to like go off and do my own thing, which was very uncertain and like create music and do these peace sticks and really start from like zero with no guarantee on like economic success or things like that. Well Which is not so much like the the path of the American dream, I guess, especially for a, a male. Maybe not American dream, but just you know what everyone tells you: like, okay, choose one of these jobs and work hard and be successful, and you're going to have your money and you can pay for everything. And to go a different way might be foolish, you know. And
1: and I mean, you're from California, but maybe in Bali, some male counterparts are a little bit more into that, you know, because they were raised around around it, but. I think, you know, America could really use a little bit more of that, like opening up and vulnerability from that side. So, yeah. And so I wanted to see if, you know, you wanted to either play a little bit of music or you want me to add a song on there, or if you wanted to do a meditation or if you kind of wanted to, you know, kind of leave us today with a little bit of something, what are you feeling like?
0: You know, I, I think I have a, Flute, one of my flutes here i can play the flute i really like playing the flute.
1: i would love to do that
0: how much time do we have left
1: uh, as much as we want but you okay. know 10 minutes or so and i can edit that this little part out
0: okay cool well yeah i guess i'll, I'll talk a, a, i want to talk a little bit more about the men's thing that you were saying and a okay. bit about this music album and then i'll play the flute if that's okay good
1: you. so go ahead um, let's just start from here okay go ahead
0: yeah so I think one of the really cool things about peace sticks is that it does provide like this outlet, I think, for the masculine warrior energy. And And this game can be played, you know, you could play with like a little kid and you could just, even with a baby, you don't even have to throw the stick. You could just move the stick. They put it in their hand and you just get this passing and like babies actually love to do this. <laughs> I did it with lots of my kids, like since they were, you know, little babies. So this game can really be played at a very, very gentle, easy level, but it can also be played at this very warrior level. Like when my brother and I play, we'll have three or four sticks and we'll be throwing them like hard and fast and spinning. And it's like a full ninja, like tribal warrior experience. But there's also this element of like always choosing to help the other person because you, if you don't, they won't be able to catch it and it just won't work and you don't, you're not trying to hurt them. So. In some way, you get to like express your your power and your speed and yeah everything you would in a battle, but you're doing it in this peaceful, masterful way. And I think that that's something. It's kind of a, a unique opportunity for men because we have all these sports that are like competitive, and there's football, but we're always against each other, and oftentimes you're actually even trying to maybe hurt the other person. Where this is a way that you can engage that similar energy of full force energy but there's this element of like peace and even care in it you know you're like you're still caring for this person as you're playing as hard as you can yeah and i've had some really great experiences like at this to at-risk youth like high school students who are had dropped out of high school or were put in these like special things because of violence and you know pe- the people i was coordinating with being very hesitant like i don't know if these kids are going to be okay to throw sticks like these are <laughs> We just end up having the most like amazing time. And you really feel like their spirits come alive because they're getting to use their body and their, you know, teenage energy and do it to music. But they're also feeling like this synergy with the people and like this friendship build instead of being against each other, which I think is the. It's like the paradigm shift, because almost everything that we've been taught is about being against each other, whether it's like Monopoly or football or or business. And I feel like the future is really about collaboration, you know, when we can just give our best and want to feel the best in other people and come together and create from that space. I feel like there's just really infinite potential, especially compared to when we're like against each other and afraid of each other. And, you know, we just see so much like insane human action where it's like, this country is going to build as many weapons as we can and we'll, build <laughs>
2: well,
0: we'll spend all our money building weapons so that we both you know and it's just like okay why don't we drop the weapons like feed some children yeah, <laughs> make, make a nice garden together it's not that hard you
2: know
1: and we but, can find them on dot com, and they're beautiful a- and you can order one or two or a grouping you know like i said mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah, so that's that's peace sticks and we'd love to, you know, I always love teaching new people. We do teacher trainings and big groups and can come to we've done corporate team building and a lot of conscious festivals. So if you've never played peace sticks come to one of our events or go on YouTube. We've got instructional videos and Great. it's a really powerful thing, you know, that anyone of any age can do. And it definitely like creates friendship. And creates trust and like a bond, and and teaches you how to go into flow state or moving meditation, which I feel like is also kind of like a state that we're going to need to create the future, yes. rather than being so much in our mind and in our fear or doubts, just to be connected to source. So yeah, that's peace sticks, and and we'll link
1: everything in the in the comments below so people can find it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and for music. Our music is called Shining Lion and coming out with a new album on November 8th. Okay. And, you know, the music, I guess my whole life is kind of tied together with some of these themes. And I feel like our our music is also world peace music. We've got integration of different rhythms and musical influences from around the world, from like reggae to medicine music to tribal and, you know, even some pop, but it's it's in there, and it's uh very, very positive music about weaving the future that we want to as human beings and about this paradigm shift, and also like the transformation that we go through as human beings emotionally and mentally to kind of come into this new paradigm and especially yeah, this new album is called uh we are alive, and yeah, I think it's a lot about my own process of healing and releasing and crying and rediscovering and uh yeah we are power power of forgiveness and so yeah yeah, uh it's and it's also got some some music that's really inspired by my journeys with different plant medicines and indigenous leaders from around the world which i feel is also such a huge part of this transition is us reconnecting to nature and the indigenous people that have like the the codes and the wisdom of how to live in harmony with the planet. So that's something I'm really passionate about, learning about and sharing what I learn because I just see how it's like. In many ways, it's the remedy to this other way of thinking, or it's like separation and competition, and get as much as you can to coming back into the reciprocity and the harmony. So, yes, yeah, and that's actually one of my upcoming upcoming visions is to go to some more tribes in the Amazon which we just recently connected with to make peace sticks with them and support the projects they're doing with protecting the the Amazon and the animals and the yes. tribal tribal wisdom
1: Yep, and I have a I have a really good friend there Manu who lives in Machu Picchu so I'd love to connect you guys but absolutely you know the Amazon is actually is the heart center of all of us, and we don't even know it a lot of the time. So definitely need a sense of energy to the Amazon. Yeah. So this is Shine. He's going to be playing his flute.
0: Yeah, this is a a really special flute. It's a jaguar. It's a Native American flute, but it's made out of clay. And I call it otorongo, which is the Quechua word for jaguar. And yeah, I've definitely played this in a lot of ceremonies, and it's a very special I'm excited me. yeah so
2: let's I'm see gonna... I
0: guess I want to play this song for well I'm thinking about all the, the tigers we were just in Sumatra and that's a place where there's wild tigers and but also yeah the, the jaguars and the Amazon and all the big cats and and all the wild animals on this planet you know I feel like they really need our support yes Right now, so
2: this is for, for Mama Nature.
1: Mommy. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> then remember, right? Be helping you. Be And No boom 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 I'm <laughs> <laughs> wow that's beautiful
1: wow what a beautiful instrument thank you so much shine for being with us today Many blessings and world peace back to you.
0: hmm Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks to everyone tuning in with us and just sending out lots of love and gratitude for for your life and us all being here together on the planet, living living our very best. Yeah. Aho. Uh-huh.
1: Thank yeah. you. Bye. Thanks, if you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support.